you ready? Uh, yeah, it's Sunday. We're back, and you know what that means. Barbells and tall tales. Are you ready? We're sitting here live in Studio 214 at Foster Street. I got my Ooh, tag team partner as always, Dean Sweat. We got the, the the Dean's disciples out there making noise in the parking lot. Yeah, they are. Dean came up in his convertible, yeah. guns showing, women flocking the neighborhood just to get sleeves, just to get a look at this man Dean Sweat today. Don't touch, ladies. Don't touch. You can look, but don't touch. It's like a menu. You can look, but you can't order, right? Yeah. Yeah. All this, right. This menu's for one lady and one lady only. I hear you. They hear that crystal. My man is shouting out some love to you. He'll be coming home later tonight singing some Barry White, oh, candles yeah. lit, bathtub. I'm, y'all got a hot tub? No, but with my money jam, who knows? We can have one next week. You know? I, I mean, yeah. good Lord. I mean, <laughs> I mean that sweat money runs deep, baby. I mean, she may, I, she may be when you get home because you got a pond, right? Yes. I have a pond. She may have your pontoon in the middle of the pond. Ooh, yeah. Turn little, that thing motorboat action uh, out turn, there. Turn that thing into a party barge out yes. there in the neighborhood. Yes, I would be over immediately. Oh yeah. Hey, I'll be swinging by your house later tonight about six o'clock. You'll be hearing me blow the horn. Yep. Heading out to youth camp to check out some of our kids that are out there this week. Guys, if you pray, pray for these kids. Absolutely. It's supposed to be ninety-five on Monday, ninety-nine on Tuesday. 97 on Wednesday, 94 on Thursday, and 95 on Friday. And some of these kids are staying in the cabins that don't have AC. No air conditioning. Unbelievable. Lord, oh, Lord. Well, today we got an episode that my man Dean Sweat himself has come up with. So, Dean, I'm going to I'm gonna turn over my lead chair. Whoa. I'm going to turn over the anchor's position Whoa. today to my man. I know Dean's disciples are hot. They're heavy. They like hearing this. So, Dean. What have you got on tap for today? So we're in episode nine of Barbells and Tall Tales. Yeah, but y'all didn't think um, we'd make it this far. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, but I wanted to make this about get to know your host. And what uh. better way than to make this episode and call it Ask Jam Anything. Oh, man. So yeah. I had my Dean's Disciples. I had them come up with a uh, just random questions. I said, if you could ask Jam Patterson, the man, the myth, the legend. Here if we you go. could ask him one question, what would that question be? Oh, and so uh, how many of these questions do you have? So and and pre- preferences, I haven't heard any of these questions at all. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, you, we're just going to throw these on you just at the spur of the moment. All right. Um, I had a last minute, and when I say last minute, 358 was, wow. when, was, when, this, was when this question came in. Um, I've got 11 questions. 11, okay. Yes, 11 questions. Some of them are softballs, All right. but some of them you're actually going to have to think about. Okay, I like that. Uh, now, with each question, do I get to know who asked this question? If you want, you can uh, You can. You can ask. Uh, okay, uh, I, I think, mean. I think some of them you'll probably actually figure out, though. All right. You'll so, be like, yeah, I know that. I know who said that one, so. Yeah, all yeah. right, so. Let's, let's roll with it, y'all. I hope y'all ready. We'll see what, what happens. We'll see what kind of questions Dean's disciples have brought to the table this morning because, baby, I am ready. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So, question number one. I'm going to throw up a little softball at you here. What's your favorite ice cream, Jam? Favorite ice cream? Now, that's actually pretty tough because there's a few, like, growing up as a kid, 
I used to always get like, cause I'm very simple, right? Mm-hmm. I would get like vanilla ice cream, yeah. But then I would get like some Nestle chocolate chips and put it in there. Oh yeah. And so that was what good. you talking about? I mean, that's good stuff. And then, man, I love orange sherbet. Oh yeah. Like you know, we eat ice cream that comes out of a toilet paper roll. The yeah. orange push-ups. But let me tell you, I could eat about fifteen of them at man, one time. Them, I can do more of those push-ups than I can regular oh, push-ups yeah. in the gym. Look at me, Jim. Right? Yeah, heck yeah, right now. <laughs> and but, and speaking of push-ups, I gotta apologize to my man Dean. Uh, there's been some call-out videos for Dean uh, about not coming to the gym, and I, I took a little. I took it a little further. I had to preach today at church. And so a I, little? Just, I, I called Dean out in front of the whole congregation about not coming to the gym. So I owe you that apology with the push-up question here. Yeah. But I would say mine, uh, probably orange sherbet, the push-up. That, I like I mean, it. That orange sherbet. I'll let you guess who who, who gave, come up with that one. Oh, uh, man. Uh, Emma. Yeah, you dang right. Boom! It was Emma. Emma Sweat. Hey, baby. All right. Love some now, Emma. question number two. What would you be doing if you weren't working at the church? Oh man, if I wasn't working at the church, uh, I would probably be. I would try. I would. I would hopefully be coaching basketball somewhere. I, I love basketball. Played it all growing up. Played it in high school. Played in college uh, at a small Christian college. Uh, coached high school basketball in North Carolina for about fifteen years, from middle school all the way up to varsity. I actually, I haven't shared this with a lot of people. Some people know. I actually had two uh, college offers as assistant coaches. One was West Virginia Tech, uh, of course, in West Virginia. Uh, a buddy of mine was the head coach Not there. to be confused with West Virginia Tech that's in North Carolina. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also was offered uh, Davidson County Community College. Okay. They have, you know, they have the team there, the, uh, the Storm, and uh, Coach Ridge over there actually, he uh, extended a job offer to me. And so – uh, if it was anything, that would probably be where I am because other than, you know, uh, working what I do now, which I love, which I am very passionate about, um, that and would you're be, very good at. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. But I, I would probably say I would probably be coaching basketball somewhere uh, at the high school, maybe small college level. Cool. I and like so, at, you know, to me, that, I, you know, I would enjoy that. You'd be following uh, another passion. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Number three. Wait, do you want to guess who's, who come up with that one? Crystal. No, that would be Michael Peel. Really? Michael Peel came out with that. My question. man Peel. Shout out to Michael Peel. That man, let me tell you what, that is one phenomenal dude. Oh yeah. I, you can't really you can't is. ask for better. I've known him since I was about two or three years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean him, his, his dad and my dad were best friends. And what you like about Peel is he's a straight shooter. Oh yeah. Right. You you know, and so you, you gotta respect that about that guy. Yep. Um question number three. When did you fall in love with pro wrestling? And what match do you remember the most from your childhood? Oh man, that's easy. That's yeah. a that's a lollipop. Man, I grew up watching wrestling. My dad, my grandparents watched it. Uh the match that got me hooked uh was Ric Flair, Terry Funk. I quit, I match. quit match. Oh, that was great. That was a Clash of the Champions, was it not? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Terry Funk gave him the power driver out on the concrete. Uh, you thought him, you thought Flair was done then. Done. You thought he was done. And I can remember Terry Funk. He kept asking Ric Flair this mm-hmm. question: "Do you remember the plane crash, Flair? Mm-hmm. Remember your back? Remember?" And I thought, man, he is going to literally kill, kill this Rick man Flair. right here. Yep. And somehow Flair wins. But then, when you think it's over, it was either the Great Kabuki or the Great Muda came out. 
Kabuki. It was Kabuki, right? <laughs> I couldn't remember. And it comes out, and of course, Sting comes out again. And it might have been Muda because Muda was big then too. Yeah, he I mean, so it one, I think it was Muda. <clears throat> of course, shoots the green mist out of the mountain. Yep. And I thought, wow, that was amazing, mm-hmm. right? And so to see that, I thought, man, this is legit. I love it. Um, other than that match, uh, to me, that was that was the the head turner. But then, of course, uh, Flair, Harley Race, Flair for the gold. Yeah, Flair for the gold. That's also a good one. I'll let you get Crisco. Nope. Oh, who's that? My man, Dean. I hear yeah. you, buddy. But, yeah, yeah I, man, I, wrestling today, like, we, we talk we talk wrestling a little bit, but WWE is just, I mean, it's over the top. It's, it's just pure sports entertainment. And that's why I like AEW so much better because it's actual wrestling. And you would think these guys take it very personal. Well, and two with their, it's it's hard to find that line uh, of sometimes you look at AEW and you're like, okay, was was that legit? Right, was, right. Was that real? Like, are do they really hate each other? Or I mean, but with with WWE, you know, okay, well, this is a work. Right. This and is so I, I look at AEW like this. I mean, there are some interviews that I have told Charles. I said. If somebody cut that promo on me, when you get to the back, you're getting it. We're fighting. Yeah, like legit. MJF to yeah, to be like specific. MJF yeah. and same with uh, uh, Kingston and uh, Jericho. There are some things said, and I'm like, dude, you don't bring this up. Yeah, like MJF with uh, Brian Pillman, uh, his dad. He, right. You know, basically insinuating his dad went to hell when he died. Yeah, and you his know? and his mom was a, a meth head. A meth addict. Called her her name's Me- uh, Melanie. He calls her Methany. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, bro. When you get to the back, I I'm open that tail. Yeah, I got a baseball bat, and we are going to town on Stinger, somebody's Stinger rear style. End. Stinger style. Exactly. No. All right. So that was me. So number four, you'll probably get this one too. If you could sing like Fergie. <laughs> what song would you want to sing with the band on Sunday? You get to sing one song. I get to sing. Well, I yeah. don't want to sing like Fergie. I want to sing like John Ward. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. John Ward is my dog, man. That dude is so good. Mr. Chris Daltrey. He, I mean, he really <laughs> is. I mean, if you don't come to Foster Street, and I'm cool with that, but if you don't get a chance to listen to John Ward sing, dude, Just you, listen to the live feed. Or are, watch the live feed and listen to my well, band. I, I mean... Our live feed is getting better, but it does not do justice to just how good John Ward is. Uh, so, can I change it to if I could sound like John Ward, or there do I have go. to? I'll, I'll, or I'll do I have to be Fergie? Do I, I'll give feel you like that. if I'm Fergie, I got to pick out a, a women's song, right? <laughs> I give you, I give you John uh, Ward. Man, if if I could sing like John Ward, what is it? Is it got to be a worship song? Or it could be any song. It'd be a uh, well. I tell you what, make it let's, any song. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. I'll go one and one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If it was a secular song, if I was John Ward, man, I got to throw down Freebird. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, the 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 Southern Rock uh, national anthem. I You'll gotta, have the whole congregation in tears. Oh, absolutely. Yes. This is Randolph uh, County. Worship song, man. If I could sing like John Ward, oh man, <clears throat> Revelation song. Okay. Because, man, I, I have heard Revelation song done by a lot of groups, a lot of people. But when John Ward sings Revelation song, I kid you not, to me, it is one of the most powerful songs. It's just because, man, John, I mean, he knows how to phrase things. His voice is just, it's like it's spot on perfect. So if I could sing like John Ward, man, I'm singing Revelation song like that dude. And I love I, it. And here's the thing. There, there's a reason why I can't sing or play instruments good. 
It's because God gave you those good looks, man. Well, no. Because if I could do that, Charles would never preach because I would be in the flesh so much. <laughs> that revelation. Give me the mic jam. <laughs> it would be like Maverick City. Like, dude, we are singing for 45 minutes up in here. I'm singing to you go to CJ's and eat lunch. If I could play the piano, you would think like Mickey Gilly, uh, yeah. Jimmy Swaggered, Jerry Lee. Uh, you think, man, that brother's on the piano. Yeah, what? yeah. I mean. I would, it would be so, I mean, if I could play the guitar, it would be so bad. And so, luckily enough, God knew better than to give me those gifts, but those are my two, Revelation Song and Freebird, baby. All right. Number five. Five. This, uh, well, who 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 do you think come up with that one? Uh, Abby Freeman. Nope. Who's Crystal, that? Crystal Sweat. Crystal, I hear you, Crystal. All right, here's another one from Crystal. Oh. All right. What is your salvation story? Oh, oh, great question. Uh, man, I was probably 18, uh, 18 years old. It was a Tuesday night. Uh, we had re- we had revival going on at Eden Dan River. Like, I mean, I, I know this story like, like nothing. Uh, in 1988, uh, there was a huge book that came out through the church. Uh, and the Wesleyan Church really picked up on it. And the title of the book was 88 Reasons Why Jesus Christ Would Come in 1988. Okay. And and what this guy done, and a lot of people do it, right? A lot of people look at numbers in the Bible, and they try to figure out what, it's like a code, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, uh, what's my man? Uh, Tom Hanks was in that movie, uh, the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, yes. Right, and so they, they look at these numbers. Well, this guy had looked at it and had a, a, I mean, a solid statement of why Jesus was to come in 88. And so uh, my home church, they did a Bible study on it. I mean, they... They bought into this book. Mm-hmm. Jesus is coming in 1988. Yes. And so I can remember uh, I came home from uh, high school one day, and my, my thing was when I got home from high school, the bus would drop me off at my grandmother's house. My grandmother every day would have me stewed potatoes ready. Oh, God, yeah. And I would take stewed potatoes, put some A1 on them. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock, I'd watch Wild Wild West. And, I mean, that was my Monday through Friday. That was my snack. Like, before Little Debbie, before the zebra cakes, before the Swiss rolls, st- I mean, Steve today. Potato and A1. Like, Would you sop it up with, like, bread or something? No. No? No. If you, if you, like, if you go out to eat with me, any type of potato, like, bake, I'll throw A1 on it. If, if you, if I walk in my house and there's potatoes and A1 on, I will probably make out with whoever made them for me. Ooh. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. I just love them that much. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little hint for y'all. <laughs> but, like, I came home, uh, there was no potatoes. Uh-huh. I mean, what's going on? My grandmother, who, who she didn't have a license, you know, back then, you know, a lot of women didn't get licensed. And so uh, my grandmother was not home. And so I got looking around. I was like, man, where's grandma at? Where are my yeah. potatoes at? And so back then, you know, we had the rotary dial phones yes. hooked to the wall, no cell phones. And so we had a prayer chain. Uh, and back then, you know, Dan River was big, and so what prayer chain was, I would call Dean, then Dean would call the next person. And if we had a question or, or something we wanted to talk about, we had this chain. So I remember going to it, called the first number, nobody answered. Okay. Called the next number, nobody answered. Called the next number, nobody answered. Called the next number, nobody answered. And all of a sudden, it hit me. It's 1988. Mm-hmm. Jesus has come back. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. And I literally I messed up. Yeah. I have, I have, I mean, just dropped the ball here. 
And I can remember sitting in my in my grandmother's living room, crying, 18 years old, crying my eyes out because, man, Jesus has came and I missed it. Yep. Well, I'm sitting there crying. My grandmother comes in. She's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, where you been? Yeah. She said, I was out back. I was putting clothes on the laundry line. Where's Jesus at? <laughs> you know, do I got do I got a, do I got a second? <laughs> then where's my potatoes at? You out washing clothes? Where's my potatoes at, Grandma? And so I was like, oh, thank goodness. Well, later on, uh, we had revival. Like I said, it was Tuesday night. A guy named Jerry McGee was the pastor. And he was preaching. The topic was called The Horrors of Hell. Ooh. And I can remember sitting there going through all this stuff with this book, 88 Reasons. And my youth sponsor at the time, his name was John Mark Garrison. Great name, John Mark. He had he had two of the Gospels in his name. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember he nudges me. He said, man, he said, we got to pray for it. And I'm not going to mention this guy's name. He said, we need to pray for such and such up here in front of us. He needs Jesus. And I can remember looking at him and said, bro, you better pray for me mm-hmm. right now. Yep. And so I went to the altar that night, prayed. Now I've had some bumps in the roads, but that was the night that I knew that you, I had to get right with God. And so that was that was my story. Um, you know, I was never I was never really big. Like I, I was talking to uh, some people, some friends of ours. I was never really big in alcohol because mm-hmm. I saw what it did to my dad. I was never, you know, never did drugs, anything like that. So I don't have this incredible, you know, story of where, oh, man, my life was just. No, no I, I grew up in a Christian home with my grandparents, but I was still lost. And so, you know, and that's where it took me, and that's where we went with it. And so, it's and, a great and, story. And that's where it is, man. Yeah, it's a that's a great story. I like that. I like hearing I like hearing people's salvation story. So, um, that was like I said, that was Crystal. Crystal, Crystal you're the um, best girl. So, number six is from somebody you don't know. It's one of my friends. He was he's Republican turned liberal. Oh. I don't even know how that happens, but whatever. Um, this his name is Shane Freeman. My man, and he Shane. wants to ask. Do you believe in other life forms such as aliens? Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, I'm I I do, and it's not because of you know anything in the scriptures or anything like that. I just believe that our God is so powerful. How can He not create something else? Yeah. And I mean, there's so many coincidences. How could he just stop with just right. us? And yeah. so uh, there are so many things where, like now, like the the government has opened up this huge UFO uh, investigation department and things like that. So there's so many sightings. Uh, so I mean, I'm not gonna say no. Uh, I don't think I don't think we're ever gonna see an Independence Day. No, right? no, I don't, I don't think I don't think we're gonna ever see that either. But I, I I'm not dumb either. I mean, the universe and the galaxy is so huge, and God is so infinite and so wise that I mean, you got to look at. You know, you could even look at back in the Bible days, you know, when angels showed up on the earth, they would ba- basically be some type of alien life form because yes. they're not from here. And so I, I'm not going to say no, but my mind my mind is open to believe that there's probably something else out there. Okay. All right. So this next question is from me. This is my second question. I think this is my last question, though. If you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, money is not an option. Where would you want to go? Uh, I'd go, man. I'd go back to London, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, man. You would go back there? Like, yeah. You, okay. All my, right. My so it was, that London, must have been a great experience. My though. trip to London was legit, man. I mean, uh, it was one of those spur-of-the-moment things that I wish I had time to really plan a vacation mm-hmm. while I was there. Yes. Because I, I had watched Ted Lasso second season. I was like, dude, I'm going to London. Mm-hmm. 
had had no plans. Booked, you know, booked the trip, booked my my plane ticket, my hotel. Everything was less than a thousand. So you didn't even like Google what to do while in London. Oh no, okay, no. Like I landed, and I just started like walking, and mm-hmm. then I would look like on the subway. They would have a map that you know tells you where every car would go and this, and so I would literally some days just sit there on the subway and look. Westminster Abbey, uh, Tower of London. I thought, okay, well, that's what we're going to ride. I had zero plan. Uh, the only plan I had going to London was I am going to, it's called the Prince's Head. It's mm-hmm. a pub. Yeah. And, and that's where they filmed Ted Lasso. And I, that's the only reason why I went. Other than that, I had no clue. You're probably the only guy that went in there and ordered a Coke. <laughs> I did order a Coke. Uh, but it, what, what was cool, though, right? I, I go to London. I go by myself, which people got freaked out about. I, like, oh, I can't believe you went by yourself. Dude, I don't care, right? Yeah. I just, I do me. And, but I'm there, and so I'm eating at the Prince's Head uh, at this pub, and they had a Ted Lasso table set up. So I'm sitting there, he's got all his pictures around me, and this dude comes up, and he, I can see him kind of taking pictures, but he's trying to like photo block me out of yes. it, which I'm cool with. I know I'm ugly, but you know, at least have a little bit of discretion here. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, bro, I said, look, I said, I'll get up. You sit down. I'll take some pictures of you. And he's like, man, where are you from? I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm from America. He said, I'm from America. I was like, all right, cool. I said, where are you from? No, I'm sorry. He asked me, he said, so where are you from? I said, North Carolina. My man was from North Carolina. Really? He was from Cary. And so we actually sat down together and we had dinner that night. Okay. Uh, and so he was actually there on business. Uh, huge Ted Lasso fan also. And so we just got to talking. But what, what really I liked about London other than that, a uh, couple things was one the soccer game was unbelievable. I mean the atmosphere. I I I have been at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I've been to Fenway Park. I've been to the Dean Dome. I've been to Panther Stadium. I've been to all these places, but nothing compared to the atmosphere of a oh, Chelsea yeah. soccer game. They're rabid. They're it rabid was fans. Unreal. And then just walking through London, uh, where we hear want you to forget about history. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want you to think anything bad has ever happened. Man, they celebrate history. Like yes. there's like you could be walking downtown and you think you're in the middle of Times Square because that's the industry. But then out of nowhere there's a castle from who mm-hmm. knows what year. Yep. And so and there's parts of it that back in the day that Rome uh actually ruled that part of London and they built a wall around parts of it. Mm-hmm. And that wall in areas is still standing today. And, and they have these plaques that said, you know, this is where the Roman Empire. And so it was really cool. And uh, like I said, I was there for a week and, and never got to saw half of what I wanted to. And just the, it was so rich in history that if I had to do a vacation, look, I'm too old for beaches. I'm yeah. too old. I mean, I would love to go back just to see that. Uh, see the history of the Westland and the Methodist Church. I mean, that to me, that was really cool. I've always told Crystal if I could go on vacation anywhere, I would want to take a whole summer and just tour all the uh, World War II sites. Oh, like, yeah. I, That'd I, be I so cool. I want to go to Poland, Germany, you know, the beaches of Normandy. I'd want to, you know, yeah. Auschwitz. I'd want to experience all that because I love right. I love the history. Uh, the uh, I love everything about World yeah. War II. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Um. So uh, we are down to four questions. How much time we Boom, got? Boom, we got nine minutes. Baby. Okay, perfect. Let's get let's get on a roll here. Let me go ahead and knock this one out. I'll let you guess who this one is. If you could play any character in a show or movie, fiction or not, who would you be? I would be Tony Stark. Tony Stark. I'd be Iron Man. Okay. One billionaire. 
Mm-hmm. Two, you got a suit that can fly. Yeah. Three, women flock to them. Exactly. How could you not? Go? How could you not want to be that? Exactly. Just number three, right? Who who you think said that? Uh, Kerry Crisco. No, that would be the CrossFit God Himself, Caleb Freeman. I <laughs> mean, Caleb is amazing. All right, so um, Tony Stark, baby. If you were on a deserted island. Mm. And you could only bring with you three people and three items. Who and what would they be? All right. Oh, let me let's preface this question. Does it have to be three people I know? Or is all, just... all this person told me was uh, who would the three people be? And and it's just three people and what yeah, else? Three people and three items. Three people and three items. All right. And I guess you don't have to know them. Yeah. All right. Thank Jennifer you. Aniston. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Definitely is going with me. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, he, he's uh, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. I need yeah. somebody to cook, right? Oh, yeah, so I'm absolutely. Taking Gordon yeah. Ramsay. That's the only reason why he's there. Yeah. He's not going for any other reason. No. Uh, Jennifer not for Anderson, conversation or anything like that. Gordon Ramsay and uh, oh man, this is tough. This is tough. Who would my third be? Jennifer Anderson, Gordon Ramsay, Carmen Electra. There you go. I so. like it. I like it. <laughs> so you're having a conversation with Jennifer Anderson and Carmen Electra while, while <laughs> Gordon Ramsay is, is cooking, in the back right? slaving away. Right. My three items. Uh, it's got to be a frying pan. Or <laughs> a stove is one, a grill. <laughs> Two is a generator because my man has got to keep it cooking. right? Gas. Because, bro, we're not going hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and three, uh, uh, third, yeah. oh man, I, I want to say about some sun drop. Uh, well, see, eventually it's got to run out, right? Yeah. So I, I'm looking at something, uh, uh, a some type of tent, yes, to keep the sun off of me. There you go. I mean, I got to have some little privacy with me, Carmen, and and Jennifer. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, who do you think come up with that one? Abby Freeman. That'd be Abby Freeman. You'd be <laughs> correct, sir. All right, I got two more questions. One is uh, a bunch of Dean's. I just wrote Dean's Disciples come up with this right. one. Your ideal woman, Jam. <laughs> Carrie Crisco's in here somewhere. <laughs> Guarantee it. <laughs> Look, this all of a sudden has become a dating show. I can just <laughs> feel this coming through somehow. Carrie Crisco, I'm going to get you for this. Because Carrie Crisco has this thing that she wants to start on Instagram or Facebook or something. It's called Pimp Out My Pastor. Yeah, Pimp Out My Pastor, <laughs> yep. yep. She's talking about starting a Facebook page. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my ideal woman, first she's got to be godly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I, I, athletic, funny, uh, you know, got to be able to have some witty banner and things like that. Uh, let's see. I mean, that's pretty much it. Busty? No? Busty? I, I mean, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I really, you know, and I'll pick, you know, with, with people. I mean, I, I say it like this. Modest is the hottest. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I don't want somebody who's just, you know, just trying to show out all the time. Uh, give me someone Leave who's modest. Leave something to the imagination. Right? Who's funny, who's, who's athletic, who's, you know, attractive, uh, things like that. But, you know, it all comes down to, man, you know, if she is a good, godly woman, then that is what I look for. Now, I, I will be honest. I mean, that's why we do this, right? Uh, 
I want someone who takes care of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the gym, uh, eats right. I mean, I don't eat right all the time, so I don't expect them to. But, you know, got to have a little athletic build because I want someone that when we get older, because I'm still young, bro, you know how it is, you know, I want us to stay fit. I want us to stay in shape because I think with that being in the process, you, you live a longer life. Yes, you know, a longer, I, healthier life. Right, yeah. I want it to be a, a life that's sustainable. Uh, you can go out and do the things you do. One thing with my dad, when he retired, he never worked out, never got into fitness, and I watched him just waste away. And I don't want that to happen for me, my kids, or, or anyone else I'm with. And so, Carrie, if you're out there, she's got to be – I mean, good-looking legs doesn't hurt. I won't lie about that. <laughs> so, Carrie, uh, when you're walking through the gyms and things like that, hey, look, and I will, I will quote uh, my man, uh, Justin Credible, when they were in ECW. I will take them 8 to 80, blind, crippled, and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Jam, this eight, is – 18 to 80. 18, yeah, 18 to 80. To 80. I, there I, go. I can't go to jail. Yeah, that's right. So this is our last question. This is a long one. All right. And you can probably guess who come up with this one easily uh-huh. when it's, once I start throwing these names out. If we create a workout that involves weights that you and Kevin Lineberry can both handle. Oh, God. He put in quotations, very light. That's Kevin And already. also movements that y- you both can do, will you compete against him? And will you admit that he is better if he wins? Here's the thing, right? I know this came from Kevin. No. Jonathan. Yep. All right. All right. It was either it was one of the, it was three people. It was either Peel, Crisco, or Jonathan, <laughs> uh, or Kevin. I mean, and here's the thing: I will not compete against Kevin because I look at it like this, right? I've been doing CrossFit now, going on two years. Kevin has been doing this for seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Kevin also has three years on me where he's younger. He's he's been doing this a lot longer. I mean, he should be better at this than me. Yeah. Right. Now, I will take Kevin to the basketball court and ain't picked up a ball in years, and I will school this guy. But here's the thing, right? I'm more worried about you and Kevin. Well, no, here's here, – okay, no, you're going to turn it back on me. Here's the thing. I haven't been in the gym in a long time. Look, a long I've got to send gas you was, – Gas was under $3 last time I went to the gym, okay? <laughs> so, I know for without a doubt – I could get in that gym right now, and I could compete with Kevin Lineberry. No uh, doubt. Look, my, look, you and Kevin are fighting now who can get the most jail shots in the knee. Uh, I'm winning. Right? I'm winning. Now, <laughs> I, 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 look, I'll give Kevin his due. For Kevin's age, well, I mean, anybody, even you know, even you when you were in there, Crisco, what people don't realize is CrossFit is a different shape, right? It's not bodybuilding. It's not, you know, just lifting weights. It's a whole different animal. Whole nother animal. So I'll give I'll give Kevin his props. He is in phenomenal shape. I me, I'm just hanging out, working out, doing my thing. I will I would bust Kevin's tail with whatever workout. Woo! That's what I want to hear, know, baby. Just let you know because I go and tell you. I wake up every morning. I pee excellence. Yes. I mean that's who I am. Well, I want you to know if that if that match ever came to be. Even if you were getting the dog snot beat out of you, <laughs> I'm going to be in your corner. I'm going to be your manager, man. I'm going to be hyping you up over in the corner, okay? Kevin Lineberry, let me tell you this right now. It's a lot easier jumping on than it is jumping off. Get with it, Kevin. So if you want some, you let me know, big boy. All right, folks, that was all of the questions. I want to thank <laughs> Dean's disciples for uh, yeah. for all the questions today. They were great. Uh, some, were, uh, some were softballs, but some were actually uh, – some are actually oh, pretty deep. We got man. faith, family, uh, fitness right in there. And we even uh, asked Jam uh, 
his ideal lady. So now we know we know a little bit about Jam. So there you go. There we go. All right, y'all. This has been our episode. We're back coming at you live on Sunday nights. Uh, we've had a little head, a uh, couple of hiccups during the week, but now we are back Sunday nights. We will see you next week. Are you ready? Woo!